0: Thanks for staying tuned to The Morning Run. It's 7.49. It's Friday, the 2nd of February. Now, in today's fast-paced media world, the rush to break news often conflicts with ethical standards. Speed, of course, can lead to errors. Sensationalism can detract from important content. And the abundance of unreliable sources can actually worsen the
1: problem. At BFM 89.9, we are fully aware of these challenges. Just like other media organisations in this industry, we may experience setbacks. Nonetheless, we're dedicated to learning from these missteps and consistently improve our practices. So given this commitment, it begs the question how to prioritise accuracy, fairness and transparency in reporting and what further actions can be implemented to cultivate a healthier news environment.
0: For some insights, we turn to Wachla Naidu. She's Executive Director, Centre for Independent Journalism. Good morning, Wachla. Now, before we delve deeper into discussion, what are your thoughts on the ethical standards within the Malaysian media landscape?
2: Yeah. Good morning, all. I think um, it's the landscape in itself, can be really challenging at this point in time, right? If you are locating it within the current media ownership structures, the kind of political pressures, the economic pressures to remain relevant and fiscally healthy, it kind of has an influence on how, um, you know, media or journalists report on news, especially breaking news. So, of course, we do get both sides of it. There is, you know, we definitely can find fair, balanced, informed and accurate reporting. But more and more, We are faced with these challenges where there are often underrepresentation of, say, key voices, uh, harmful reporting, uh, not just bias, but we've seen certain reporting on vulnerable communities, especially refugees, migrants, um, uh, also harmful reporting that we've seen with regards to uh, persons of uh, non-conforming gender on the basis of their sexual orientation and gender identity. So there's a lot of uh, you know content that can be very misogynistic, sexist, trans, homophobic. There are also problems in terms of content that occasionally might incite um, hate uh, or violence on the basis of race, religion, or nationality. So in the current digital era where you know, we do need to take into account Uh, additional ethical consideration, especially, you know, where we see proliferation of disinformation, use of artificial intelligence and all. So it kind of changes the dynamics of how we view even, uh, you know, not just Malaysian media landscape, but also the global media landscape.
1: So so what strategies can media outlets, you know, employ to prioritise factual accuracy, especially in situations where there's really so much temptation, right, to rely on unreliable sources for that quick scoop?
2: Yeah, you know, this is really, um, uh, I would say, uh, a challenge. We would think that it's given, right? Ethical, uh, you know, conforming to ethical standards uh, of reporting should be uh, you know, the most important factor. But in a country sometimes like Malaysia, where there's really no progressive, or very little progressive right to information environment, we often need to rely on various other sources for information. Yeah, And of course, uh, this then, you know, you need to balance this whole concept of breaking news with, and, uh, and vis-a-vis or avoidance of misinformation and things like that. So I think some of the key strategies that can be uh, employed would be to really understand what is the news value and what is the significance or, say, the impact to the larger audience, and then balancing it with the timeliness of uh, releasing the news uh, and always, I think, I mean, placing it or rather placing human interest at the centre of it. So what, and, and the other side of it is also to determine who and what is the most authoritative source. Mm. This would require taking a little bit of time, I would say, to gather facts and you know do thorough researching. But then we have to always ensure that the notion of urgency or immediacy in, in how we want to dis- disseminate the information should never at any time, I, I would say, take precedence over verification of facts, sources, and of course, the offer of reply as well. So there cannot be manipulation of information. So we don't want intentional mis or disinformation. And the other final thing I think uh, to consider would be to really respect the methods of collection. How are you getting the information? And also uh, look at information that could be, you know, sometimes shared that says off record, you know, uh, guarantee anonymity, confidentiality, if there is an embargo with regards to the information. Mm -hmm. And these should all be communicated very clearly and,
0: you know, I would say unquestionably. Okay, which begs the next question, under what circumstance is it then justifiable to conceal sources when reporting?
2: So I will look at it on the other way, right? If you look at almost all global standards when it comes to ethical reporting, and I, I refer to the International um, Federation of Journalists, I also look at you know, how the European Court of Human Rights have looked at it. Actually concealing the sources of, uh, uh, concealing the identity or concealing the names or other information of the sources is actually more important, right? That takes precedence. Uh, and actually it is the right of journalists not to disclose their sources it's not just pri- a privilege yeah uh that can be taken over and things like that but it's really part and parcel of the ethics of reporting and also part and parcel of the right to information right they the, there would be of course uh instances where they can be compelled to reveal the sources. Now, uh, to do so, there has to always be effective uh, protection. We need to understand that you know the the sources can or should be protected in um, in law uh, and in practice. Uh, to avoid, you know, sources from being deterred from assisting press uh, in informing or updating or providing information on public matter. So I would say instances, compelling instances to reveal sources would be instances where there is real harm if you don't reveal the source. And, and I say real harm, it's not real harm to, you know, the government or for political interest, but real harm to the public. Now, otherwise, I I would say the identity of sources must always be preserved.
1: Now, apart from issuing apologies after causing harm, what other ways Mm -hmm. can media organisations take to address the consequences of their actions?
2: Yeah, um... Again, I think of, often what we get would be, and if we saw this in, uh, in just the last few days, we do get apologies. We get retraction uh, of uh, information. But I think if we are looking at it in the legal context, there are, of course, legal remedies as well, uh, legal means of holding them accountable. Uh, you know, there are ways of ensuring that uh, certain laws can be invoked with regards to, say, defamation, false news, and so on. But I want to have a caveat here, right? Whenever we employ legal measures uh, in holding um, journalists or media companies, for, for that matter, to account, we need to place this, again, within internationally accepted standards. It's not just about uh allegations allegations of defamation of false news but to look at the uh case in the sense of what is the harm to the public mm-hmm. and are we employing these laws by undertaking the three part accepted three part test ensuring there's a legitimate aim to restrict this information uh, legitimate uh, uh, is it nece- Is there a necessity to do so and Is it proportionate um, action vis-a-vis the actual harm and public interest? So it's not a blanket thing to say, hey, let's just hold them accountable. Uh, But we need to consider means and ways of holding them accountable without taking away the rights of media to report
0: freely. All right, thank you very much for your time. There was Wachla Naidu, Executive Director, Center for Independent Journalism, giving us a view in terms of how media outlets should actually be, what should be our best practices.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, so much to unpack there. Especially, I liked the perspective about, you know, how we can reconceal our sources. And actually, that, that's a challenge, right? Mm. We actually sometimes have to conceal our resources and actually how do you put the right protections in place for them?
0: Yeah, but there really is a push and pull, right? Because today's media landscape isn't about you know, any more just newspapers, it's much more than that. It's digital media. Mm. And there's this urgency to break news all the time and then do articles then become clickbaity rather than really, you know independent or at least verifiable sources of information so there's this push and pull and I think even at BFM we struggle with that um, Mm. because what we are not really a breaking news organization we try sometimes we do have very interesting scoops on air Uh, we're trying to analyze things but in the process of analyzing things and because our radio is really live it's not recorded errors do happen and I'm, I'm guilty of it I'm sure you are Philip how do we manage that
1: yeah i I think that's also where you have the humility right to say look i made a mistake and own up to it and make the right changes for the better
0: yeah. Up next of course we have the 8am news bulletin but first a quick message
1: Tune in today at 11.45am for an exclusive glimpse into the future of mobile technology with Samsung's latest innovation the Galaxy S24 series on a special episode of Tech Talk We'll dive deep into its cutting-edge AI features from Live Translate to Photo Assist and explore how these tools are not just changing the way we use our phones but transforming our daily lives
0: Don't miss on discovering how the Galaxy S24 can be your personal assistant, photographer and language translator all rolled into one sleek device. Join us and see how technology is becoming more intuitive and tailored to your unique lifestyle. Um, that's going to be up next, of course, excuse me. We have the ADM am News Bulletin and that's going to be followed by The Breakfast Grill where Philip C speaks to Eric Tan, CEO of Kacha Digital Berhad. Keep it here, BFM 89.9.